Let's pray. Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we give honor and thanks to you. And we bless you, Lord, for all that you're doing for us, Father. You said in your word that it is done, and we take it as such. And God, we just want to praise your holy name this morning. And we just want you to come in and just teach your people and, 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 and have open the, the, the mind and the will of your people so that they may be able to receive the word and understand that the word is not here to help, but it's not here to hurt, but it's here to help us. And God, I just once again thank you that you have made it possible for us to come together in agreement and serve you in the gladness of our heart. Father, we give you praise this morning. We just lift you up in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. The title of this message is The Vials of God's Wrath. And as I said, now, this is not a, a, a sermon to denounce or to hurt anyone. But this is a sermon uh, teaching to bring forth to us an understanding on what God is saying in his word so that we will fall on the lines of our life, as we said last week, will fall in pleasant places. Okay? So, let's understand that what this word is all about this morning. And every time we get up here to preach, it's, it's, it's the same motive. And that motive is to make you better. And it's going to be a two-part series, I'm sure it will, because I don't want to uh, chop up the word. I want to bring forth what God has for us to know and understand about him. But nevertheless, we, 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 we are in a time where we need to know as much about this situation with God as we possibly can. Now... Uh, I was saying uh, we need to we really need it's a complicated uh, sermon today we, we need to get a CD and we need to go and use private time God I was uh, they did a study where people that uh, take a CD home and listen to it 84% that take a, uh, a CD home and listen to it afterwards they come out much more better in their service to God than those that just hear the word and then go and they see you, know, you can't get all this stuff and stuff from the pulpit in one session. You know, you need to spend some time with God. You know, you really do need to spend some time with God. Stop shortchanging God. Spend some time with God. You spend time with everything. You know, just stop doing that. You know, and get real with this thing because it's going to get more and more serious to us. Okay. All right, let's go to the word. The Word of God tells us in the book of, of uh, uh, Revelation, the 14th chapter, verse 6, it says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach. Well, go back to, to Peter. You don't have to go there, but at some point in time, you can go back to Peter 1.12, I think it is, where we see that the angels desire to look into this thing and preach this word. And they, they, they got their opportunity to bring forth a message in the end time. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. And then in verse 10, it talks about the same shall drink of the wrath of God. And that's what we're talking about today is the vials of the wrath of God over in chapter 16. But we just kind of set the stage here. It says the same shall drink. Who are the same? Well, if you go up above that in verse 9, you'll see at the last sentence, the same of those that receive his mark, which is the mark of the beast, in his forehead and in his hand. Those are the ones that shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. And we're going to deal with this mark of the beast and all of this stuff. It's going it's, 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 it probably amaze you the simplicity of what God is trying to tell you in the book of Revelation. Now, it says, which is not, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. 
And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Who is he? Those that have received this mark. And see, this is what the angel is doing. The angel is trying to preach the everlasting gospel to the people. Take them to another level, another stage. The angels are preaching it now. Flying through the midst of heaven and bringing forth roaring thunder. Let's go to verse 16. I mean, chapter 16. And let's deal with these vials of God's wrath. First of all, there are seven. There are seven angels. Angels are messengers of God. Each angel has a message that is carried. And the Bible says that I heard a great voice out of the temple. We know that this is the temple of God. So God is speaking to us from within, from within this temple. And he says, and he's saying to the seven angels, which represents the perfect message of God about this wrath that he's going to come about. He says to them, go your ways. Each angel with a message has a certain way that it's designed to go. Do you see it there? Amen. We don't want to leave nothing undone here. He said, go your ways. And then do what? Pour out the vials, or which are the cups, of the wrath of God upon the earth. You see, those vials, that's your soul. It's your own soul that holds this stuff in. And, and, and I'm going to break it down to you where you can see and understand what God is trying to say to us. But before I do that, you see, each one of these vials, every time they're poured out, they pour out seven different things. One of the things that seven is always the perfect number of God. One of the things that it does is the first vial it pulls out souls on me. We'll deal with that. Then the sea becomes like blood in verse 3. And then in verse uh, 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 from 4 to verse 7, it talks about the rivers and the mountains becoming blood. And then verse 8 talks about the fierce heat of the sun. And then the verse 10 through 12, I mean, verse 10 and 11 talks about darkness. And then verse 12 through talks about the demonic spirits. And then the last one, verse 13 talks about, I mean, verse 17 talks about the earthquake. 17 and 18 and 19 and all. Talks about the earthquake. That's seven. That means that there are seven levels of wrath that God places upon man to bring him into subjection to his will. Now, the Bible tells us in verse 16 here, and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying, to the seven angels, I want you to go your way. Go the ways that I've established you to go and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. When you say earth, you think about man, okay? When you see earth, you think about man. Think about yourself. When you see the earth, the vial being poured out, say the vial being poured out on me. Because remember, it's your own soul that holds this stuff. Prove it to it. Go to the book of Romans. Romans 2, verse 5. Say amen when you get that, please. Romans 2, verse 5 and 6 is what we're going to be doing, okay? Are we there? Here's what the word says. Now, remember now, these are the five. Look what happens here. But after thy, and where thy there means your, your own. But after thy, or your own hardness, and impenitent heart. That word impenitent means to be unrepentant. We, 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 we refuse to repent. It says, but after thy, Hardness and impenitent heart, look what we do. We treasure up unto who? Thyself. Right. We're talking about the vials of wrath. See how we treasure it up? 
That means that we we fill a cup of our soul with wrath. These are those wives of wrath that God is talking about. It, through the hardness and the impenitent heart, we treasure up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Who will render to every man according to his what? His own deeds. So, if our deeds are the hardness of the heart and the unrepentant state, then all we do is, is we treasure these, we treasure our wrath within our own soul to be poured back out on us. That's what we're doing here, you see. See, all this is coming from inside yourself. It ain't coming from my No, it's here. It's here. It's already built in. It's a built-in mechanism. Now, when we go back over here to the book of, 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 of Revelation in chapter 16, we see in verse 2 that, and the first went. Now, he told him each one to go that way, right? Each angel has a message that's designed to bring about a certain thing, okay? All right. The Word of God says here, and the first went and poured out his vial upon, somebody say, me. Because every time you see that earth, you got to think about you. See, the earth ain't the one that's doing the damage. It's that demon called man that's in here. Us. We the one that foul up everything. Yeah, we messed it up real good. So the first angel, he went, he poured out the vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and a grievous sore upon the men, which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. Well, before we deal with the noisome and grievous souls, let's deal with this mark of the beast. It's simple. The mark of the beast represents those who are affectionate to this world. All of us who are, are affectionate to the things of this world, you got the mark of the beast. Point blank. That's what it is. That's what it is, people. Beast represents your affection. If your affection are toward the world, you got the mark of the beast. Point blank. Because wherever your affections are, that's where your treasure is going to be. There's no way around. And look what those who have affections of this world do. What do they do? They worship the image of the world. Do they not? Says those kind of people, God says, I'm going to release what's in their soul. Remember, through the hardness and the impenitence of their heart, they treasure it right. He says, I'm going to release on them noisome and grievous souls upon men. That word noisome and grievous means that they're going to be worthless, they're going to be injurious. And hurtful, not only to themselves, but to one another. Alright? Look at the people who love the world. What do they do? They hurt themselves, and they hurt everybody around them. And they don't care who it is that they stomp on. Because it's all about them. It's that, that, that that's what they do. Now, look at 1 Timothy 6. Now, look, we're dealing with those affections of the world, that mark of the beast. 1 Timothy 6, verse 9 and 10. Let's look at it. We're going to slow roll this. It's a very complicated uh, session here today. So I need you to see these, sit down, listen to it, let God talk to you. Do what you want to do. But if you got that mark, you better get it off. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm not lying. I ain't lying to you now. You got it on you. It can be taken off you. How you living? 
It's all about that. That's what it's all about. The Word of God tells us that 1 Timothy 6, verse 19. Look at here. Now we're talking about the affections of the world, right? Look at this. 1 Timothy 6, verse 9 and 10. But they that will be what? Fall into what? And a snap. And into many, what kind? And hurtful lusts. You see it now? Which drown men in what? And perdition. Did he put it in church? Right? Because their hearts are hard and they are unrepentant at the way it is. They try to cover it up and make everybody else wrong when it, instead of accepting their own wrong. You know how we do. As if God going to stop being God and the church going to stop being church because somebody get angry. Y'all know how we do now. All of us know how we do. I said we do. Yeah, yeah. Because all we're doing is filling our cup up. And then when God says, now release it, it pulls back. Oh, God. It pulls back on us. And guess what happened? All kinds of hurtful, injurious, and worthless things start happening in our life. Does it not? Yes, sir. Does it not? The Bible says here that. Verse 10. For the love of money. Not money, but the love of it is the root of all evil. And while some agree after it, they have done what? Errored from the what? And pierced themselves through what kind of song? Yeah. song. Because they know they got that market of these. They got that they're in love with doing the things of the world. And I told you before, the worst demon that can ever be constructed, here be good, church. The worst demon that can ever be constructed in this earth is the, the person who mixes in the Spirit of God with the world. That's the worst demon running around in this earth today. You mix that up together, and that's why we got what we got. That's why we got what we got. You can't clone that together. You got a monster. You clone that together, it'll mess up every, it'll mess you up and everybody around you. You can't, you can't, look, you can't eat from the Lord's table and the devil's table too. That's what the word of God says. You can't drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of the Satan's too. You can't do it. That's what it says now. So, so what we do, we do our things and we get our head tore off and then we get angry at the folk that's trying to tell us. Okay. The right, you know what I'm saying? We won't look at the devil, but we'll look at everybody else. Everybody else is wrong. No, everybody else ain't wrong. You're just too close to the mirror. You can't see yourself. And can't nobody else pull you back away from yourself so that you can see a little bit of the dirt that's on you. You understand what I'm saying? So you can look at dirt so long until it begins to look like it's clean. And see, anytime we get to the point where we sin and sin don't bother us no more, we need to check ourselves. See, it's not the sin that's going to try to come in on us, but we need to fight it. Now, the only way we're going to be able to fight it is to know and understand, hey, this ain't right. This ain't right. Something is trying to change me back to something that I don't want to be. Now, all of us go through this. I know I do. I've got to press forward. It's, it's a prayer. It's a full-throat press sometimes. I don't know about you, but I'm going to tell you about me. But, I, but it's all about what I choose to do, you know. Do I choose to let the devil keep me from doing what I need to do and being where I need to be and, 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 and spending the time with God or not? Or will I say, no, devil, I'm standing on you. 
And you decide to do this for yourself. Because you see, I remember the pain and the agony. See, that's what we have to do is remember the pain and the agony behind all of this stuff. We really do. So, the souls on the men are the things that makes us worthless and injurious and hurtful. And First Timothy 6, 9 through 10 just told us about that. It told us what brings them souls on us. The love of the world, the love of money, the affections of the world, you see. It'll cause us to harden our heart against God's word and death. And we become unrepentant for the things that we're doing. And guess what? The vial is then released back on us. Once it gets pulled, God say, now, empty And get back on the one that filled it. And that's what happens. And that's what it brings. Now, once that takes place, verse 3 of Revelation 16 says, And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea. You see the word sea there? It represents the spirit realm. Now, what happened is that, And it became as the blood of a dead man. All right? As a dead man. And every living soul died in the city. Is everybody at Revelation 16, verse 3? Is everybody at? Look what happened here. The vial now, the second vial was poured out on your spirit. Alright? Now, look what happened. And it became as the blood of a dead man. That word blood there means bloodshed. You see blood, you see death. Bloodshed. The blood of a dead man. And every living soul died in the spirit realm of the sea. You see that? That word sea. Now, it says living soul, right? Genesis 2.7 says that God called man out of the dusty ground and breathed breath of life into him and each man became of what kind of soul? Living. A living soul. But now look what happened. When that vial was poured out on that living soul. And every living soul which came from the spirit realm. Everything alive came from the spirit realm because God is the God of the living. And every living soul that was in the sea of the spirit was killed. How many people have been in the church spiritually alive and now have become spiritually dead because that vial was released on them? How many not? I'm just bringing it down to make it practical in your life. Well, you won't be afraid of revelation, but you will understand revelation and what revelation is really saying. And y'all know that I'm telling y'all the truth up here. How, it, matter of fact, it may have happened to us before. And most likely it has. And we had to come back to that resurrection, that strength of resurrection. You know, all of us have died before. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, all of us have. All of us have, you know. But, but, but thank be to God that he thought enough about us to bring us back. To bring us back. Because church, it is important to be in the house of the Lord. It is important to be under the covenant. It is very important. Very important. It's very important, people. So, what happens is, is that the second angel releases a murderous spirit of bloodshed. That's why we got so much killed. And then, after he, the second angel pours out the vial upon the spirit, the sea, and brings about that murderous spirit, so it's killing people, killing people from their faith, killing people from their home, and everything else. You ever died inside? Just straight up died inside. That's the worst kind of death you can take. The living dead. Hmm. 
And the fourth angel, or the third angel, poured out his vial upon the rivers and the fountains of water. And then they became his blood. Now he takes it from, he killed the spirit realm, you know, killed that. And now, when you kill that, you're going to kill the rivers and the fountains that become that flow. That word, rivers and fountains, means the flow of life becomes merged. So where we were flowing in life, once that vial is poured out, now not only does it bring bloodshed from the spirit realm and every living soul dies, but it also stops the flow of life and the blessings of God. You see the rivers and the water, the rivers represent God's flow. And in God's flow come the waters of God, which are the blessings of God. In other words, just stop all of that. Amen. So you see how this thing goes from one progression to the other? One to the other. You see, this thing is so crafty until it slips up on us and, 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 and we, inside, we get down in such a hole until we just don't know how to get out. And that's what's so dangerous about the whole situation. Is that before this thing comes all the way to the seventh angel, we need to stop this thing over here. When them souls start coming on us, and we begin to start feeling worthless and injurious and hurtful toward ourselves and others, we need to stop it right then and reevaluate and get this thing together. That's what we need to do. So the word of God says in chapter 5 that, and I heard the angel of the waters, mm -hmm. the angels of the blessings of God, saying, he's speaking now, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which are the laws and, and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of the who? Saints and the prophets. And thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. So in other words, he's going to recompense blood for blood. Okay? If they hurt us, God's going to hurt them. Amen. Just like Al Capone. You hurt one of us, we're going to hurt one of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the way God is. You touch mine, I'm going to touch you. And that's what's so good about being under the cover of God. Don't, look, church, don't be in the house of God and don't be under the cover. He said, how can that be? Through the hardness and the impenitence of your heart. Don't be in the house of, you might well go out there and dance to the music. Then to spend your life coming to church and not getting under the cover. Do I make sense? Mm -hmm. Don't waste your time. You're just wasting your time. I got to be real. Now, I thank God that my spirit don't feel that of any of us in here, but I'm saying I'm throwing this out in the atmosphere in case the devil ever try to trick you into coming into the house of the Lord but not being under the cup. Because the way you feel today with people, you yeah, ain't next week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's at a point where we can't trust nothing but God. So, you know, because we feel like we're under the covenant today, we got to watch that thing right because those devils got away. Got away. Taking out, putting a hole in the roof, and letting it rain on you while everybody else cut. Devil got away doing it. Talking all of We need to know this. Bible says in verse 7, and I heard another out of the altar say, even so, Lord God, Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgment. That altar there is your heart. Your heart speaks to you. Do you know that? You see, when we are of a repentant state, our heart will speak to us and tell us what we've been wrong with. And let us say, God, you're right. I, I'm worthy of this woman. 
you know, of this chastisement. He said the Lord chastises those he loves, and those that accept that chastisement, he receives them as a son. But if you don't receive it, in other words, if you book the chastisement, then you're a bastard. That's what he calls it. That's straight up. That's mine. That means you don't have no father in heaven. So what God does is, God chastises us to bring us under submission. But here's the thing. Are we going to accept our wrong when we do wrong? Or are we going to blame everybody else? See, you can run all over the world with your wrongness. But the Bible says in Numbers 32, verse 23, you can be sure that your sins are going to find you out. So it don't make no difference where you run to, you can run really no matter. The Bible says if I take wings in to the uttermost uh, uh, parts of the sea, down there, if I make my bed in hell, then they're with me, so it don't make no difference. Wherever we go, you're going to take your insanity with you. And if you're with God, you're going to take your God with you. But there's one more thing you're going to take with you, too. You're going to take that blood book in there with you. You're going to take that with you, too. It don't make no difference where you go. Everywhere you go, you're going to run into it. If they come out of this book, this book is going to meet you at the same place you try to run from. Same place that book is going to meet you and say, I'm here. Now, I'm still going to tell you the rest of the story. And you just run all over hell and faith and trying to run from God. Amen. And that thing just be playing ping pong with you. Just tearing in your head. Because that's God's word. That's the way it is. So what, what, what God is trying to do is get us to the point where we can know and understand that his chastisements are not to hurt us, but to help us. But because of our hardness of the heart, we don't want to hear it. So what do we do? We heap up wrath into our own self, and then that thing gets pulled, and then it, mm, it releases itself on us. We in big trouble, then. And then the next thing that takes place is the fierce heat of the sun. That's the fourth thing. The verse 8 says, and the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun. Now that word sun there means light. The light of God's love. Now when this angel pours out that vial upon the sun, look what it's done. The light that God has given them, now it becomes taken for one's own sins. In other words, now you want to take God's light and taking them to yourself, preaching for his daughter. Okay? If thine eye be single, then the whole body is full of light, Jesus said. But if thine eye be evil, then the whole body is become greatly evil for the simple reason that the light that we have is darkness. When we're not single eyed in God, when we're not single minded in God. You see, so Jesus is telling us here that we need to be single-minded in this. And when the fourth angel pulled it out, power was given unto him to scorch men with what? Fire. And with fire, that represents lust. You become incredibly lustful. Watch what happens when this fourth angel pulls out the vial on the light of God and we begin to try to take God's light and do our thing with it. Watch what happens. Says that it, it turns on the stone. Ain't that what the word says? It, it is given to men, it's poured out, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. So the same fire that warmed you now, like I told you last week, is now scorching you. Remember? Same fire that you cook with. Same one. The same fire that you so blessedly cook with will burn you up. Same one. Ain't no different. The same fire. It's just how you use it. The same water you wash with will drown you. It's how you use it. You know you can drown in a kind of water like this, sticky nose, baby. Let somebody water go with you. 
and keep you down here. Just, it don't take much. It don't take much. That's why the woman asked God, said, look, God, I just give me the crumbs that fall on, 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 on the master's table. I'll just take the crumbs. I don't need the whole loaf. You know why she said that? Because the same ingredients that's in the whole loaf is in the crumbs. Amen. Same thing. Just give me the crumbs. I'm still going to get the same ingredients. You don't need the whole loaf. I just take the crumbs because it's got the same thing in it. It's what you do. It's what you do. So verse 8 talks about how this thing began to scorch me. And in other words, me and lust began to burn me. And then tell y'all something. You tell us something. Lust will turn on you. You get the burning on you hard enough, watch what it does. Go to Romans 1, 26 and 27. This is a scorch for With a reprobate mind. 26 and 27. 1, 26 and 27. Over there? This is what this is what this family is doing to you. Not condemning anybody. I'm just showing you what this family is doing to you. If you're not careful, okay? This thing is real dangerous. Over there? Verse 26 and 27 says, And this call, for this call, God gave them up to vile affections. Wow. Remember those affections of the world? The mark of the beast? For even their women did change their natural use into that which was against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their what? Yeah. Then he said, Don't squatch them. Huh? Then he said, Don't squatch them, church. Amen. Mm-hmm. You make a word you don't want to weaken to the word. Say it. And likewise also the men leaving the, because, you know, all you got to do is look out when you see it. Is that the way? It's, it's incredibly rampant. Matter of fact, they try to get everything like that. That's how you watch what your kids watch. Amen. Amen. Chubby bears. Amen. 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 Got the little chubby. He's supposed to be a male, but he wears a pocket book. He already subliminal messages. Right? Amen. Teaching that old boy, that old, teaching him to be a little fight. Early in the day. Amen. And likewise, also the men, even the natural affection, or you saw the woman burning out of one toward another. Let's go. Now they don't know the difference between a man and a woman. They all look trying to be crazy. They're crazy. I won't be that crazy, though, y'all. I won't be nice. Men with men, working that which is unseemly. And receiving in themselves that recompense of that error which was met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. See, they don't like men about God. Now God's going to tell them the truth about it. So they don't like it. So what? God gave them over to a reprobate mind. And he's worthless and he's rejected. To do those things which are not convenient. So he said, okay, you can go right on here. 
because you don't want to hold me in your knowledge. Because if you don't hold me in your knowledge, you crave anyway. You don't want your mind anyway if you don't hold me in your knowledge. And that's the truth. Without Christ, we ain't got a chance. If this is hard as it is with Christ, come on, man. Be real. If this is hard as it is to live right with Jesus, for Jesus, with him, then what chance do we have without it? Man, we like to gracious about it. I'm scared to think about it. Now that I'm saying it, I'm scared to think about it. Revelation 16, verse 9 says, And the men were scorched with what? Great what? heat. Revelation 16, 9. See, the men were scorched with great In other words, that lust turned on them hard. And they told them what they, what did he do? They burned toward each other. Didn't he just tell you that? Over the water? Ain't that what the word said? Y'all can talk. Looking crazy. <laughs> Y'all can talk. Pastor, they look crazy when you tell them the truth. It's like, I don't give you none of this, do you? Well, I just had it. That's all. I hey, don't shoot me. I just asked the question. It's like, crazy. Like, don't talk about it no more, Pastor. Don't talk about it no more. Don't talk about it no more. You know? I tell you, it's all right. They ain't here to condemn me. I'm about to throw it out. Don't you get it? Amen. <laughs> I'm to tighten it up here. Says here, verse 9, and the man was scorched with great heat and blasphemy. Name of God. See, they had power over these things. But they didn't repent. Let me tell you, man. They won't repent. They are bent on death. They're bent on doing it their way in spite of it. I'm going to do it my way. I don't care how you feel about it. I don't care what you say about it. I don't care what God say either. I'm going to do what I... He don't say that to me. <laughs> he said to everybody else. <laughs> Why? Why they said it to you? You heard, you heard when they say that. Well, they say to me, I don't get that out of there. That's because you don't want to get it out of there. That's right. That's because you want to put the blinders off. Mm -hmm. But that still don't change about the truth. Two plus two is four. Whether you like it or not. If your money can't go no further than two plus two is four, you don't need to lie to yourself saying that it's six. Because you ain't going to be able to go and get six dollars worth. You know what I'm saying? Not to work. You got to go get four dollars worth, and that four dollars probably ain't worth about dollar and thirty cents in reality. So you get cheap. And see, the word, what I'm trying to say, church, is the world can't do nothing but cheat you. That's all the world do to us. They cheat us. That's all it does. Triple A, double A. In a minute, there ain't gonna be no A, no B, no C either. Yeah. Ain't gonna be nothing God. In a minute, in a minute. So God's word tells us in verse nine that they repent not to give Him glory, and God won't. Glory. He wants us to give him glory. See, I can't eat the glory. I need the blessing. The glory belongs to him. He weighs it well. But I need the blessing. I don't need the glory. I'm too old for ego. So I don't need that. But I need them blessings. That's what I need from God. I need them blessings. I need that spiritual joy. I need my help. I need my time with God. See, that's what those, those are my words. See, y'all thought I was going to talk about mere truth. No. I'm telling you what my blessings are. It's being joyful. 
in God, having a relationship with God. See, where my river of life won't become as blood, it won't become stocked up. You know what I'm saying? See, if I can keep internally, if I can keep myself together, then that other stuff, it comes on its own, and I'll always be okay. Because I don't need a brand new car to be okay. Amen. I can be okay riding bikes. Amen. Amen. I mean, I'm serious. I'm right up there with a three-piece song on a bike. And wouldn't care nothing about what y'all say about me. Wouldn't make, make me a bit of difference. I'd be on my bike and go about my business. Because I'm happy with the Lord. See, I can do that. I don't know about you. I can walk here. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm happy with the Lord. I'm, I'm conditioning myself ahead of time not to be so caught up on these things down here that it hurt me when it gets taken away, whether it's my wife or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? I'm conditioning myself for the release day. You understand what I'm saying? This is what this is all about, the church. This is what the preachers are supposed to be preparing you for, your release day. Out of and off planet Earth. And that's what we're doing here. Now, if you don't want teachings on the preparations of your release day here, then you got to go somewhere else and get the teachings on how you can get your stuff, which you're going to have to leave behind anyway. Now, which do you want? Which do you want? It's got a release date on it. We all got a release date on it. So, what do we do? We have to. We have to have leadership that's going to prepare us for that date. That most of us can't stand to think about. But I know because we ask from the Lord, or from the body to be present with the Lord for that day. So I ain't got no problem with leaving up out of here. I don't. Only thing I ask for God is just don't make me suffer. Don't let me suffer. I don't like pain. I really don't. <coughs> That's the only thing that I ask God to do. Believe me, I don't have no problem with that. But man, no, just, just have, have mercy on that. I guess everybody wants that. But the thing is this, is that we have to prepare ourselves for the release date. Okay? There's nothing wrong with the release date if you're in Christ. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't get so caught up. Don't get so caught up on this life and this, these things that we have that we can't turn loose in the twinkling of an eye. What we need to do is under, know and understand that when the release day comes, we are prepared to make the transition possible. That's what this whole thing is about, is making the transition Probably because we've all got the meeting now. And we need to get more serious about our walk with Jesus. We do, church. Because of the things that are coming on the earth. The things that are coming on the earth. We've been speaking, we've been speaking, y'all been seeing it come more and more and more. I mean, we're at a place now that's just insane. And these last 15 to 20 months, I mean, it's been some stuff that has taken place, natural disaster. I mean, it's been some stuff that has taken place. God's word is true. We ain't seen nothing yet. We ain't seen nothing yet. We ain't seen nothing yet. 2012, before 2012 is over here, all our heads are going to be in rhythm. Before 2012 is over all of our heads are going to be real. We're going to be real. And it's all in God's plan to get us closer to Him. But if we get mad at Him, then we're going to have a hard heart, an impenetrable heart, and it's going to cause some problems for us. We need to stop getting angry. Now look, Whatever we got with each other, we need to appreciate it. I'm saying it. 
whatever we got with our family, this is our family here, our families at home, whatever we got, we need to start to be real. You know, when you want to get angry at your loved one, you need to remind yourself that we really don't want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Just, we really don't want to do this. You know, we'll talk to you and yourself. You know, that's what we need to do. When we want to get everybody in half a dollar, but when we want to get angry with one another, we need to just stop our sins and say, now, hey, man. Because anything can happen at any time. And I don't want that to hit me or, or hit my loved one. And, 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 and. In other words, I don't want the sun to go down on my head. I don't want that to happen, see, because there's going to come a time when you won't have a chance mm -hmm. to say I'm sorry. Amen. Okay? Amen. If something needs to be rectified, do it quick. Don't wait around. Do it quick. If something needs to be rectified with God, do it quick. You know, ask God for forgiveness. He'll help us. We need help. We need help. There's a lot of things going on. We need help. But we need to just understand that God is with us. He's not against us, but we're against ourselves. We need to stop being against ourselves. And let's stay on the cover. Stay protected in God. Let's love one another. Let's do what's necessary for us to do in order to make it through. Because we don't know. Daniel, we don't know. Death all around. On our street. In our church. Across the road, that lady over there when we first came, and somebody died in that house. But they, when we was out there ministering, they took us in the house, good folks. You know what I'm saying? All around, it's just like God's looking in our face. Amen. He's trying to talk to us. Amen. He's really trying to talk to us. Amen. And we just don't know. But we need to be aware. That's all I'm saying. We need to be aware. Okay? Let's give God some And what we'll do is, what we'll do is, we'll come back and